This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends 2 2023 Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimums apply. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch. Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV. For all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. For the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Happened in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing... Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. Right, Chris. All right there. How the devil are we all? Welcome back. It has been such a long time since I've spoken to you. It must be at least 45 minutes. Um, And I don't know what's happening tonight. I am getting 
well, everything's, everything's going wrong that could go wrong, uh, except the football, of course. Unless you're a Man United fan. This is Leicester Till I Die. Find us on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Please smash the likes and um, share if you can do. But most of all, please subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening to this on your favourite podcast platform, thank you very much. Here's where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Leicester Till I Die. Subscribe. Like, follow, and join in now. Broadcasting live worldwide. I've got to be honest with you guys here. I don't know who's having a worse week. Manchester United or Brad Stephen me. I mean, I, I am that embarrassed by last week's predictions that I haven't even clipped it to show you. Suffice to say, we're only halfway through it because, of course, there's games all week that we predicted. Um, so far, and not including tonight's match because it's not over, uh, Steve has got two points. And he only got those two points, in fairness, because he always goes against the Hostel and Tottenham. So it wasn't uh, it wasn't by great footballing knowledge. Sorry, Steve, but uh, it was that. Um, I got one point. And kind of Brad got less. Uh, we'll leave it at that, shall we? This is the prediction. Even Derby did better than us when they got 11 points. <laughs> it's rather sad. We will welcome them in. It is my prediction partners. It's Brad and Steve. And they're getting about a little bit on telly. <laughs> Gentlemen, how are you? I'm oh, good, thanks, matey. I'd hate to say that Steve's just a bit more embarrassing than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, I'd, uh, I think I'd sooner have Steve's than yours there. <laughs> well, I know that's a whole different question for a whole different topic. <laughs> <laughs> Two points, Steve. Um, look more than anything last week so far, but we're all going to get a point tonight. I think that's the that's one thing that's guaranteed. <laughs> Man United are terrible, aren't they? Oh, I've just, the, just watched the first. I thought uh, I watched a bad team last night, but this one's even worse. Oh, do you know what? I was in between shows because I did the Everton preview earlier with Brad. I went on to uh, Mike. He often comes in here and he's a Man United fan. And I, I couldn't even banter him. That's how bad I felt for him. You know, I actually had to give him some sympathy. Um, you can't believe the force, though, can you? You can't believe the force no, in the table. No, I mean, it's such a weird... When you look at the results, 
And, well, look at our predictions. I mean, it's just, it's been a funny, funny season all round. It really has. But, Brad, no points over the weekend. I mean, that is a new record. No, I've done that before. I'm consistent with bringing it up. But I haven't gone the full double with a point. Unless something drastic happens in the Liverpool-Manchester United game, I'm not going to complete the week scoring for that with a zero. So there's there's something to, to always be cheerful about, I guess. There is. I guess there is. Right, well, let's get on with it. Um so we are going to be looking at the talking about the games and obviously predicting or trying to predict who's going to win. The first game, and uh, talking of the aforementioned uh, uh, club, Arsenal are hosting Manchester United. Um, we, I don't know what's going on here, Steve. Do you? Like you've just said, you can't believe Man United are fourth. Um, I don't think you can predict fourth because they're all so bad. Nobody wants to, seems to want it. Years ago, you'd have looked at this and gone, God, this is going to be a good match. I'll get the beer in and I'll watch this. But the way things are going at the moment, you'd, you'd avoid it, wouldn't you? I'll tell you what, everybody would want to play Man United. And I mean everybody. But mm. they put me in so much of a bad spot. No matter how bad they're playing, I've got them. I've got them. I've got them to. They've got to beat Arsenal. I can't go the other way. So mm. it's, it's a hard one. <laughs> Go on, you know you want no, to. No, I just can't. for I one cannot. week. No, I can't. I can't. No one will say anything, Steve. It's not like we'll remind you at every opportunity. <laughs> I can't. No matter how bad they're playing, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, I'm disappointed. You know you're throwing a point away here, don't you? <laughs> I know, yeah. But I gained two over the weekend, uh, so it's it's all right. Yeah, but I, so you, you know, I, I can't. <laughs> are you sure? Want to phone a friend? Yeah. No, I'm going to have to leave that. Man United are going to come really good against Arsenal and smack four past them. That's what I'm going to say. It's not going to happen, but... It's not going to happen, no, no. It's not going to happen, but... Brad, it's, it's fifth versus... Well, it was fifth versus six. It's now... It was fourth, but, but I didn't have a chance to update these. Uh, oh, no, no, they are still fifth. No, Tottenham managed to stay in fourth. Fifth versus sixth. I mean, Arsenal, looking at it there, they lost to Southampton. They lost to Brighton, dare I say. They lost to Palace. They lost to Villa. They lost to Liverpool. That's five straight losses on the, the trot. And yet they were on a good run of, of, of three or four wins at one point. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and Leicester were still in the FA Cup at one point. It's about as relevant as that at this point uh, of the season, really. It's, it's what's happening right right now, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And unfortunately for both these clubs, right now is absolutely terrible. I mean, even the win against Norwich was more a, a relief than a re another return to form. And it yeah. was, you know, deepest sympathies go out to him. For what's happened yes. today, but yeah. you know, it was Ronaldo again that dragged United through that game. Um, again, deeper sympathies to him and his family at this time. It's, um, but you'd have to just say, I cannot believe I'm saying this about these two sides. You talk about that, that you know, that big psychological Martin Keogh moment where Nistelroy missed the penalty and Arsenal ended up staying unbeaten, and the great battles these clubs have. And I can't believe him thinking he's going to be an absolute snooze fest and a nil-nil. 
can't see either team changing the fortunes dramatically all of a sudden. I think they'll be that terrified to lose another game that they'll want to draw. They'll be happy. I think, in fact, they'll probably take a team photo Arsenal <laughs> in the changing rooms over a nil nil, like they would the league. As if Arsenal would ever do that. <laughs> well, I mean, you'd, you'd be you'd be shocked to hear that they sound deluded when they talk about their club, some of their fans. But you know. <laughs> So, are you? You're going for the draw, draw are you? Yes, yes, draw, draw, buddy. I I can see where you are coming from with that. I definitely can. Um, both these teams are capable of winning it, but both these teams are capable of losing it. You know, they were they they beat Tottenham. Uh, they they were. Look, I thought they were lucky to get the draw against us, to be honest with you. Um, I now see why Everton beat them. Um, like you say, you know, sympathies go to, to, to Ronaldo. Um, uh, but, you know, the, he did he did keep them going against Norwich and he won the game for them. And, of course, if you go far back and you look at when they played Manchester City, they are poles apart. You know, they you look at it and you just can't say that, it could be longer than the 30 years it took Liverpool to come back and win it. Oh, there's no saying like that, aren't they? No. I'm, I'm really torn with this one. I really, really am. Um, but I'm going to have to agree with you, Brad. I'm going to have to go for the draw because both these teams at the moment are as bad as each other. And I can't. If anybody's going to sneak it, I think Arsenal might sneak it, but I can't can't see it. But Scott has gone the other. He thinks Man United will win this one. Um, I thought the the panel agreed. Chris had to start giving predictions first to make things more competitive. I'm I'm happy to do that. I'm, I feel like a horse at the, horse at the Grand National with with extra weight on. Well, to, I've got fair, to be fair, with how bad these sides are, it's not like we're dipped in a game where it's Liverpool versus bloody Watford and it's expecting. These teams are both playing on the same form. It just happens to be bad form. So it's, it's always going to be a hard game to predict. This is just not the reason we thought it'd be a difficult game to predict for this reason. You know what no. I mean? So I mean... You, I agree, Brad. And, and, and Steve, you wouldn't have imagined we would be talking in these tones about this game, would you? Well, it just makes like, uh, you know, when they're saying we're going to make up the Super League last year and whatever, and these teams are the elite teams, but they're not the elite teams. They're not playing like elite teams. No. And I think it's... Um, I can't see Man United doing any good next year because... The, the way they are, I Arsenal are always Arsenal are always going to try and uh, morph into Man City. They're not going to yeah. change. I think he's lost his direction of how Arsenal should play, and I think he's being too cautious, and uh, he's, he's doing everything that Man City does. So, mm. you know, it's 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 hard to say with both of them. I mean, what, what, Steve, let me ask you about... I mean, they're, they're talking about changing the rules, aren't they? So that basically, to get in the Champions League, you don't have to finish in the top four or whatever if you're a team that's, that's you know, played in it before and, and done well and has got a good history. I mean, that's, that is the ESL in all but name, isn't it? 
it's just going far to come. It's, um, you're going to, you know, you've seen this season, last season, you're just getting more competition games made up, more competitions made up. And um, I think it's taken away that teams on merit, if they're playing the, the big league and they're in the top three, top four, they're there because they've earned to be there. Yes. But, and that's the way it's always been and that's how it should be. But there's too many back doors happening, too many back doors. Teams can slide into back doors. And, yeah. you know, I can't understand why if you're in the Champions League, then you go down to the UEFA and then you go down to the conference and then you go to all these. Once you're out of one competition, you should be stay out one competition. Yeah. End off. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know and, Leicester and, and, and we're in the semi-finals, but we sh- I don't think we should be in it, but we are. But Brad, I mean, well, can you imagine this Manchester United team under those new rules? If they don't finish in the top four, they're still going to be able to probably qualify for the Champions League. Can you see this team worthy of playing in the Champions League? No, they should be on paper, but right now, no, they're nowhere near ready for Champions League. It does two things. In fact, it probably slows. If you was to give Manchester United right now, currently the way they're being run and managed, you would ruin two things. Every other team's ambition to try and break up the top four because what's the point? It doesn't get us anything anymore. Mm. Second of all, which is really bad because the more teams that are in competition from England, the more worldwide they get known, the more we drag people in from around the globe, which is what they want for financially. So it makes no sense to me why you're restricting yourself to just these lot. Why not make it for that anyway? Because they're going to pull it in. But second of all, you're going to completely halt any momentum that their new manager could potentially bring in to, to rebuild them. You're then putting the pressure on them to not just build Manchester United over the next three, four seasons and get them back up to there because they've got to earn that right and show that they're back at that, you know, get back to that level yeah. to qualify for Champions League. If you kind of give them a free invitation, then not only do you destroy the Premier League for its competitiveness again, but you give a team a competition that they don't deserve, a team that's not ready for that competition and they, they get knocked out every season. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is a. It's just another way of getting keeping the big names in, isn't it? Like you know, oh, they can't course. live with the fact that Man United might be too shy to qualify, but we'll give them a place anyway because the Man United. I mean, yeah. I say, to, to my to my way of thinking, it's, it's the ESL in all but name. Oh, well, Lena, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. Good evening from here. Um, hope you and your dad are all well and. Um, Doing as good as you can and enjoying the roundabouts there, if you remember. Um, the next game, I mean, I'm happy to go first on this one. Uh, Leicester versus Villa. Um, Leicester in ninth, Villa in fifteenth. Um, I mean, earlier in the uh, earlier in the season, they uh, they beat us two one. But then again, most people were beating us <laughs> earlier in the season. Um, I'm 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 going to go for a Leicester win because I won't ever sort of go against them, and I think I think that I can't see this being a draw. I think Leicester will want to uh, get back to winning ways, depending obviously what happens against Everton. Um, but I mean Villa, I mean Steve, they've not really continued the Steven Gerrard bounce, have they? No, when he when he first come, everybody excited. The players, you know, all raised the game by eighty odd percent. You can see that the players have reached 
their potential. Uh, I think I don't think Stevie Gerrard's got a, a plan B. Mm. But um, it all depends again on on uh, Brendan. Um, is he happy to go for a draw? Is he happy to see the season out the way he is and just concentrate on the European game? Mm. I thought the last game, you know, you couldn't see where the goals were coming from, from Leicester. And um, he needs to start picking a regular strike force and stick him with it rather than try and change things. And um, I forgot the name of the young lad now, but there's, there's there's a lot of people going off the young lad who's scoring loads of goals in the academy and whatever. Bring him in, yeah. give him a chance. Yeah. Give him a chance, you know, because age is nothing. He's 18, he'll be hungry, he'll run all day. Mm. He's got to be given a chance sometime, you know. And Yeah, yeah. Why, why not do it now? Why not do it while you've got these few games where you're not going to win anything in the league and you're not going to go down? Give him the experience now so he's ready for next season because you might need him more next season than you do this season. So yes. by giving him the last few games now, you'll see how he is and how he goes. Hmm. So which one do you think that this is going to, to where he's going to go, Steve? It's a hard one, but the way Villa are playing, I can't see him winning games. Um, right. I don't want to put the uh, the mockers on Leicester, but I do think Leicester will be uh, too strong for, for Villa. And yeah. I'm going to the... throw Leicester, Leicester win on. Leicester win. Nice one, Steve. I mean, Steve, just stay with you for this, then I'll come on to Brad. Um, although, you know, you, you look at the likes of Wayne Rooney and you look at the likes of, of some of these players and they are being given the chance at sort of 18, 19... I mean, and yet, obviously, sometimes you look at then you look at Kieran Dewsbury Hall, and he's benefited, I think, by not being thrown in until he's, you know, he's proved himself at Luton. And look, look, look I mean, he's probably our player of the season, to be honest with you. See, I don't think you're going to be throwing him in it because, like you say, they're not going to go in, you know, chasing for Europe. They're not going to get relegated. So the guy's coming in now where he can just relax and play his football. He's not going to be under pressure because of relegation troubles and he's not going to be under pressure where they're, you know, they're challenging for Champions League places. Yes. So the potential is there. The age shouldn't come into it. You know, he's, yeah, you look at all the, other, the younger players and that before, mm. they've gone on to make their name. So why are you restricting this lad by saying he's too young and we should be playing? Because to be honest... I think Leicester have gone stale with the players they've got up front. And, and we've I got George, George Hurst to come back. He's he's doing rather well. I'm not can't remember which club he's at, but he's doing rather well there, Brad. Um, but Villa Villa lost five in a row. Is it? Can you see them getting anything from this? Short answer: No, I'm with you guys in the same boat. Uh, I don't know if it's brave or stupid of me here, but I don't actually agree with you, Steve. I don't, I don't think he should be given a chance. I think he's playing at the under-21s because that's where Brendan needs him to be right now. Brendan needs to see him develop. I, I understand that you can bring someone up and they can get, get... You know, if he's good enough, if Brendan thinks he's good enough, then he would be around the team. He'd be around the first team. But the fact that he's not, tells me that Brendan's quite happy for him to gain his confidence, keep building his skills and stay in an area. But that's a player that he might do, you know, we, that's a pre-season job for me. That's that's something that, that now we're past that half turn of the year. He's not 
you know, you maybe chuck him in near nearer the end. You know, if, if we've definitely got, you know, you're talking the last two or three games or whatever, you might get him on and get him started. But only if Brendan truly sees him as a potential first-team player at a young age. It's not always that easy to make that transition. And, and there's no disrupting the young lad who's having a good season. Let him enjoy it. Let him get used to it. Let him settle in. Let him enjoy himself. And then through the preseason, like he gave the opportunities to Dewsbury Hall to prove himself and he took the club, he'll get given these opportunities where there's completely no pressure on him to do anything. Because one thing we do as football fans is a young lad comes in, he has one or two solid games and he's the next this, he's the next that, he's the next Olympic, he's the next whatever icon we like to compare him to. And then he has a shaky game because he's just growing into it and he gets caught out by some experienced head. And why are we playing him? He, he needs to go back to, to the 21s. And Brendan's management of our youngsters has done really well. And if he's not in Brendan's plans now and not already getting that first team experience by being around them and on the bench, including in match day scenarios, as leaving where he is for this season and then look at him in pre season. But you could you could say the same against um, Phil Foden of Man City. Um, he was showing the same potential. He was doing the same potential as well. He didn't play him. Then he brought him in for a couple of games. Gads, the lads mm. took off, relevate. You know, so why can't Leicester try it? Because at the I, moment, I, I think I'm, I'm I think Brendan's under the impression. He's under the impression Brendan, and he could. If he goes for the young lad and it doesn't work, then Brendan's going to take a lot of stick for it, like he has done over his forward, forward line yeah, selection think... at, the, at the moment. But the formations and the systems he's playing, it's with the same players all the time. And everything he's tried so far hasn't worked and they haven't gelled. So, yeah, but you've also you know, got to know that they're going to be the future for the more long stay than, than his. If he's got to give, you know, it's, it's all right saying give the opportunity to the young lad, but we've invested in both Ian Nacho and Dakar and to allow them to feel like they made the right decision to leave the clubs are at and come to Leicester mm-hmm. is to allow them also the the ability to develop and get given a chance. And it you you don't want to disrupt yeah. the dressing room because I don't I know what you're like saying, Brad. I don't know what you're saying, but for me, um I, I can very much see what Steve's saying. If we were in a relegation battle or if we were battling for Europe, then no, I wouldn't bring him in it's too much of a risk but um daca and inacho tomorrow whoever they've come in they're, they're getting the games you know they're, they're they're playing reasonably regularly as much as as brendan thinks yeah. they're up for it we're not relegation you know, relegation battle we're not battling for europe and the players are going to learn so much more from you know, two or three games at the end, competitive games at the end of the season, and absolutely meaningless friendlies. The friendlies are a fitness exercise, nothing more, nothing less. They don't have no idea about what formation or players are going to be. I mean, you know, we usually have one game uh, playing at three o'clock on Saturday and another game playing at three o'clock on Saturday. <laughs> Teams are split. So, you know, at the moment, maybe not yet, maybe with two or three games to go, throw him on. And oh, just yeah. see what he does. Yeah, yeah. that would be more appropriate for me to have use him then. Just a bit yeah. later on. Not right now, I wouldn't be thinking about using him, but I would yeah, that's what I did. I did turn out the end. I would consider it more with three two or three games to go. Yeah. I wouldn't complete yeah. the rule out, Steve. Look at, I just don't think right look now. At, look at 
look at Rashford and Man United when he first came on the scene. He he, he was brilliant. Yeah, he was but again, doing everything because he had, he had the hunger. It yeah, wasn't until he got into the Manchester United team, and it's the system and the manager that changed him. Yeah, they changed again, the way he played. Again, you, you make the point, and it's Dewsbury Hall all over again. He came into the squad. He was in there. He integrated the first team. He developed development's done in segments these days. It's integrating with teams, getting to know a team. It's probably the youth that actually do benefit from preseason if they're involved with the preseason of the first team because they see the different in tempo and, and everything. They, they, I, 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 I do agree with you in terms of it is a fitness and, and, and that, but they get the experience over it. He was already getting talked about before he made his debut for Arsenal. The talks have just started. And like I said, in three with three or four games to go, maybe if you want to stretch it, depending on where we are at the season, if it's completely out of the way, in the next couple of games, it may be even earlier. If he, if Brendan so desires and thinks he's that good, I'm all for it, Steve. What I'm saying is right now, even though we're not competing on, on a European front in the league position, we've got the concentration of Europe. If you I want know, to put I in think, the I think, experience I, for that, I'm all for it. But Rashford yeah. came through got, you. Rashford you've got to look at your game. I think we're going to be arguing here over, yeah, over eight games or, or four games. Um, uh, and as, as, the, as the man in the middle, uh, I, I must admit, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I, I think, yeah, I mean, eight yeah, games. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm in half agreement with you. I'm in half agreement. You've got to look at peak times, though, because yeah, some players, yeah. some players will peak when they're young and then they will die off. They will die off in the early twenties. Yeah. Then you'll get other oh. players that are crap when they're young, but then they develop when they're they're older. So you yeah. have to look at the time scale yeah. and the peak of the player. The young lad that might be coming in might be at his peak at a young age for two or three years to get the best out of him. Then he'll fade off. But you won't Very know true. that. Till, till, you won't know that till you're playing. Yeah, anyway, we've got nine games to go through it. now, so we'll, let's move. Let's move on. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it more we're kind of in agreement on that really one, but yeah, <laughs> like I mean, for me, at the, we're not going to get any better or any worse than we are at the moment. Chuck him on for forty-five minutes against Arsenal if need be. What have we lost? Or starting for forty-five minutes? That's why we have subs. Next game, though, I mean, it's top versus virtually virtually bottom. I'll come to you first with this one, Brad. Man City, Watford. Um, Man City just been knocked out the cup, so they're, they're going to be like the bear that's been poked. Um, but, of course, they got the draw with Liverpool. They beat Burnley. They could only draw with Chelsea. But they did. They walloped to Man United, but they struggled to get past Everton. Wolves, Watford, well, <laughs> we know what Watford are doing. This is just going to go one way, isn't it? Yeah, there'll, there'll, there'll be no need for the John McEnroe to come out of retirement for this one, I don't think, unless Steve's going to go and hit that button. He got it right when he did it against Man City, uh, Man United with Watford, but I can't see it this time. Um, yeah, it's just going to be one-way traffic and one result, isn't it? Man City winning this to a canter. Steve, are you going to do allow me to use my John McEnroe? I'm, going to, I'm just going to say one thing and why I'm going to go for it is because, and this is nothing to do with the players on the pitch, uh, the disrespect they showed for the Liverpool yeah. fans died and the way it was, I didn't like. So, on that basis only, I don't want Man City to win this game. I want mm. them to 
to, to lose this one just because of that point. Totally, totally see where you're coming from. And I said on, on the um, weekend uh, review show um, with, uh, with with Dan, totally, totally disrespectful. And I lost a lot of respect for that. It isn't all the, the we know that, but, you know, if you can't shut your mouth for a minute, you know, and, you know, uh, it, it's sometimes these, the, football is a game. Yes, we get excited about it. We get angry over it. We have discussions over it, um, you know, but we, we've we've left that sort of embarrassment behind, I thought. And no, Man City, you know, I, I don't know if they can if they can find out who they are and ban them or whatever, but it was it was a hundred percent disgraceful. Definitely, definitely. Um so Steve, let's let's go to you first for this next one, which is Oh, let me just get the thing here. It is Norwich against Newcastle. Uh, this is going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Newcastle are going to play the way they played against Leicester. They're going to play mm. low. They have done the last few games. Norwich got a bit between the teeth now. I think they, they can see a little bit of light. And yeah. I think Norwich are, are going to go for it and they're going to want it more. Uh, I think Newcastle are going to go for every game now for a draw because you can't see where the goals are coming from. So uh, I'm going to go for Norwich on this one. Well, before Brad says, I'm going to I'm going to jump in because I'm going to totally agree with you. Uh, I can see a Norwich win. They've started playing well. Um, they were, I mean, to come back from two 0 down, and I know they're not the best Man United side uh, we've seen in the last two thousand years, but the fact that they did that at Old Trafford, I think all credit to them. And Newcastle, they're better at home than they are away. Uh, you know, we saw, you know, we, we managed to silence the crowd. Whether Norwich would be able to do that or not, I don't know. But, I mean, Norwich, they, they beat Burnley. They drew with Brighton. Um, they lost narrowly to Leeds. Um, and, and they put up a fair fight against Chelsea, to be honest with you. Um, Newcastle, they were on a good run, but they got battered 5-1 by Tottenham, Brad. Um, and apart from beating us, that's about as much as they've done in the last few games. Are you going to Are you going to make it a, a pack of three? No, I'm not. Uh, purely because um, there's something about well, talking, the sorry, talking of three, it's 3-0 three to Liverpool now. Bloody hell. I don't know what's the shot, the scoreline, or the fact that it took Liverpool that long to go three. Um, <laughs> I, know. I know. But uh, no, I actually think Newcastle are going to be so reveled in that win. I know the fans are very happy. They're pretty sure the same. So I'm sure the squad have been given that um, sort of sense of feeling. They, they probably know mathematically it's not, but they're, but they're safe, aren't they? Let's face yeah. it. might be mathematically somebody to tell me somehow, but... Um, no, I actually think they'll. Eddie Howe is one of their managers where he won't want them to go. Job's done now. We've beaten Leicester. We've got that forty-point mark. They'll want to add to it in style. They'll want to not just get clear and then end up being safe by four points come the end of the season and go. Oh God! Well, I know we didn't go down, but could have put, could, looks a bit worrying going to that last eight games that the players switched off. Whatever. They'll, he'll want to win this game and. I just don't think Norwich have enough of them. I think they only have a performance every couple of games that they're able to really give it their all. And they put all their eggs into that Man U game. And it was a great effort. And on another day, if Ronaldo isn't doing Ronaldo things, 
they probably win that game. You know, yeah. they, they take a bit more of their chances. They probably, I mean, at one point, I, I, they could have been three three or four to up before United took the lead in that game, in, in, in honesty, had they been a bit more clinical. And I think that might have stuck a punch to them. And Newcastle getting a win against us the way they did, anyhow, will want them to ride that momentum. And he'll want his players to go out there and win this game and, and really show that they're not just safe, but they're, they're going to be a force to reckon with next season. And the only way you do that is to win this game. So I'm going for Newcastle, mate. You're going for Newcastle. Ooh, okay. Um, come on, Norwich. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to the next game, which is Brentford against Tottenham. Now, uh, Brentford for you, Steve, isn't it? Yeah, Brentford are playing well. Um, really enjoying yeah. watching them. I think. Um... They're very lively. Um, they're interesting. You can see them um, playing the game the way football should be played. Mm. Uh, there's no super, 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 super stars in there, so they're all playing for each other. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. So I'm going to go for them, Brentford. Brad, I mean, Tottenham couldn't beat uh, your second team. Um... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're, they're still clinging on to fourth. It appears nobody wants fourth. But Brentford, I mean, they they had that bad run of results, and it maybe makes our win over them look better than it actually was. But they, they they've 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 come back. They beat West Ham United. They beat Chelsea. You know, beating Watford, fair enough. And they beat Burnley. I mean, there's only us that have beaten them in the last five games. I mean, it's. They've got the mojo back, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, we touched on that in the preview, didn't we? We were talking about mm. it. We were saying Brentford looked like a side um, that have kind of, you know, we Leicester fans kind of could compare it to us getting Cambiasso for that season. It's, it's a starlet player, a uh, great calibre, and he's not, he, you know, he hasn't allowed that that little sinking form that they've had to bother him. He's made, you know, they, their players have responded to him being in that dressing room and what he brings. And I think it continues to us with you. You know, people maybe have been expecting Brighton to have that little running form and that then they'll call off again. But I think Christian Eriksen just won't allow it and they won't allow it because mm. they want Christian Eriksen to maybe give them another 12 months uh, if they can convince him to do so. And, the only way they're going to do that is to keep playing to the standard that he commands when he's on that pitch. And you know what? All jokes aside about my second team, Brentford and Brighton, when they play on their best form and their attacking form, they don't play that too dissimilar. And Brighton yeah. restricted um, Tottenham, not just to five shots, but none on target. The goalkeeper mm -hmm. got a deck of cards in that game. And if Brentford played their way they play attacking football, they could cause Spurs just as many problems. And for me, I think Brentford can win this. I think Conte's going to have enough and just say it's, it's just Spurs. It's not the manager's fault. It's just Spurs. There's just a club that likes to chuck things away. So, yeah, Brentford, for me, mate. How will Steve? We agree on that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Way! <laughs> we agree on something. Thank you, news. Brad and Steve agree. <laughs> um, it, 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 it was 37 minutes into the show, but we got a Brad and, Brad and Steve agreeing. Yeah, I mean, you know, New, Newcastle, you know, they, they, they're sort of as good as safe. So if they are, then certainly Brentford and Brighton are. 
You know, Brighton have won the last two, as we're saying, but Brentford, they've won, I could say, four out of the last five. And, okay, we don't know what's going to happen with the games this week, but I don't know. Tottenham are a funny one. You know, they can they can just as easily go out and, you know, lose uh, to, to, to a Brighton as they can go out and, and, and beat, a, beat a Watford or whatever. So I'm... I'm torn with this one. Um, I'd like to see Brentford win. But I am going to go with a draw. I think it might just be a draw. I think uh, I think Brentford, you know, may look at Tottenham and think, yeah, you know, we have to we have to entertain these small clubs every now and again. Um, and uh, but I think I think I'm going to go for a draw on that one. Um Okay, well, Scott, uh, Fulham have been promoted to the Premier League tonight. So that's another one season that we're going to be playing at the Cottage before they go down again. <laughs> well done to Fulham. Um, Brighton, Southampton. We'll come to you first, Brad. Uh, I mean, Southampton, I didn't see that win coming earlier, you know, in, in uh, well, when they beat, would be Arsenal. There's only Steve allegedly saw that coming. Uh, Southampton, they're, they're an enigma, really, aren't they? They're annoying. And I think, I think, I think they will be next year's big talk of a club that we're talking about, maybe the way we were talking about Burnley for the majority of this season, of maybe you should just go down. Sort of thing, you know. We were giving Dan a lot of stick because how bad it was going. We were saying just give up, and, and Norwich the same. Maybe Southampton, that team that are starting to stink up the joint a bit, and either needs to drastically change something up and, and, and improve themselves, or or they or, or they're going to be a team that everybody's looking at next season like, oh, can you not just go down? You're annoying. Uh, mm. And you know, Steve has his. Spurs and Arsenal's that he goes against, no matter who they're playing against. Mm-hmm. Credit to you, Steve. Love you for it as well. Uh, and guess what? I said the draw against Norwich, they got a draw. I said the draw against Arsenal, they beat him. I said, I said the draw against Spurs, they beat him. I've had a happy wife, happy life for three games, <laughs> mate. So if I go for a draw against Norwich and they draw a win, I either get a point or I've got a happy wife. So keep putting me down for draws until further notice when it comes to price. I will. I will <laughs> it's as good a reason as any. It's as good a reason as any. Um, I'm surprised Southampton is still in 12th, to be honest with you. I really am. I think, I think there's a lot of, lot of clubs out there that. Do you remember, remember Leicester under a certain. Uh, Mr. Taylor as manager, where if we hadn't had the good start that we had, we'd have been down the season before. And I think there's a lot of clubs out there that would have been the same. Brighton, possibly. Southampton, definitely. They hadn't had that good start, Steve. But they, they still managed to somehow sit there in 12th. They're not annoying anybody. They're like, you know, the, the dog on next door's porch that's always there that just woofs at you as you go along. Um, South Coast Derby, though. Just going to interrupt you. Four 0 Liverpool. Is it? Oh, oh, yeah. so I'm surprised it's not been more. To be honest with you. Like you say, uh, Southampton funny. You know uh, they look unplayable some games, and they look awful other games. Yeah. Um, 
I think the manager's got a problem at the moment because the form and the dip of it's not just one player, two players. I think it's five or six in the team. And um, he's not going to get a good one if he's got five or six players out of form. Um, Brighton, they play well. They play consistent. Uh, you yeah. can't knock them, to be honest. And um, I'm starting to like Brighton, to be honest. So I'm going to I'm going to go for the Brighton win. You can go for the Brighton win, right? Well, clip it, clip it, Steve. Clip Steve saying that, so I can send that to Chloe because she said she'd never praise for a Leicester player. I can say there's an ex-player that you might start to like. Need that evidence. Um. I, I liked Southampton. This is the battle of sort of the manager that I, I sometimes say is overrated. My God, that he, whoever's just come on for Man United has got an um, absolutely brilliant hairstyle. I don't know who he is, but I wish I had. He's got all that hair. Can you lend me some, please? Just lend me some. I need it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, against Huthenhall, who is kind of. Done. I thought this season was going to be the season when, you know, Southampton came good. Um, and they started off well, but again, they had that mid-season, as they always do, flop. But I, I, I like Southampton, and I want them to stay up because, obviously, they're just down the road, and it's a game I get to go and see. However, and don't you dare clip this for, for Chloe, Brad, but I'm actually going to go for a Brighton win on this one. Because it's at Brighton, and they are on, you know, form-wise. Uh, Brighton... If I tell her to skip to the video in about 40 minutes, she gets to hear it all. Brilliant. Oh, I don't, I don't... <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, tell her to put it on, though. It helps my watch hours if she runs it in the background. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> you know? um, I mean, Brighton are, are 12th in the form table. Um, Southampton are 19th. So I think that says all you need to know, you know. And credit where credit is due to, to, to Potter. You know, I'm not Potter's biggest fan. And I thought, here we go, you know, he, he's, you know, he'd had the good start, he's lost it, but he has turned it around. So credit where credit's due. Um, I am going to go for a Brighton win. Scott says here, Chris, will this... Will this show who is the better manager out of Potter and your favourite Ralph Usenhal? Is that my favourite? I just prefer him to Potter because I think um, he's he's with what has been going on at um, Southampton, and and I, I don't think I don't think Potter's a bad manager. I just don't get all this hype about that he's the next England manager and all this. You know, he's a good manager, but I just don't say I just don't buy into the hype. And one, it's only one game, so I'm, I think you'll be careful. You can't judge too much on one game. And the next game, um, ooh, Burnley Wolves. I mean, Steve, can, could you tell me, as an ex-player, eight games to go, they sacked the manager. Well, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but they sacked the manager. All his backroom staff go with him, and they end up with the, the team being run by the captain, uh, you know, Ben Mee was a defender and the under-23 coach. I mean, I, I actually said Burnley were doing a Watford and somebody sort of said, corrected me and said, like, no, they're not because they haven't had all these managers in the last 10 years. And I get that. But to sack the manager with eight games to go and not to bring another manager in or have an idea, and that Everton must be jumping up and down with Lee, mustn't they? I like Burnley. 
But I don't like what Burnley have done. I don't like the way they've um, treated um, Sean Dyche. Um, something must have gone on somewhere for all the backroom staff to go. But yeah. you don't know how long it's been going on. Um, looking at the reaction of the players, I think, you know, the way they were talking after the game and they were going, I think they were glad to see him go for some reason. I don't know why, but that's the impression I got. Mm. As though they've all they've all seemed to have got like a new lease of life. But that's football. But now, you know, I think they've done it at the wrong time. I'm surprised they got the point. Uh, they could have got more if, you know, yeah. the way the game went. But that's football. But I've lost a lot of respect for them, to be honest. Uh, and the players. Yeah. If they if it come out to be that player power and the players were happy for him to go I don't, I, I don't like that because you know he's been there for years and years and years and yeah to disrespect him in that way oh, um, only given a new longer. contract at the end of last season yeah. new four-year I, might, contract. I might be totally I might be totally 100% wrong but that's just for me the way things are coming yeah. across is that you know you saw a, a visible uh, change in, in the Burnley players and the way they were talking so yeah, I can't come on more than that. No, uh, you're gonna go for Burnley then? I'm gonna go for Wolves. Wolves, okay, gonna yeah. go for Wolves. Um, yeah, like I say, Brad, four year contract. I mean, we know it happens in football, don't get me wrong. You know, um, managers get sacked, and we've got to be very careful because obviously, what we say is Leicester fans because. You know, who'd have thought we would have sacked the guy that won us the Premier League nine months later? Um, Rene, you need to keep up. It's 4 0 now, not 3 0. Um, but <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Go at the end of the season, by all means, if you've had an argument, if you've had a fallout, go at the end of the season because you've got to put the, the club first, you know, and. I don't know. The people that are running it now haven't got the experience that Sean Dyche has got. And, you know, we can look at it from the outside and that we do with Watford and, and what have you and go like, yeah, you know, you shouldn't be doing this. And he's been there 10 years. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But surely it was just the timing of it, wasn't it? problem is, again, I use the cliche, there's no smoke without fire. And the thing is, mm. I brought this up. Uh, I think it was on Dan's channel. Might have even been there. I'm doing a few streams over the last few weeks. Um, but uh, um, <laughs> I, I I agree. Again, way two for two. We're going for the act, Steve. I agree with Steve in the sense of something's got to have happened between the management and the board for not just for Sean Dice to be removed from his position, but the backroom staff willingly follow him. Because, you know, you say, you know, we couldn't believe you know, if someone had said to me that we was going to, you know, sack, sack Ranieri after he won us a league, I'd still be slapping you from telling me he was going to win us a league when he <laughs> became manager. Not that I was against his appointment. I was one of the few that liked his appointment. But I would still be slapping you saying we're going to win that. Then I'd be slapping you again for saying, oh, now he's won you the league. He's going to get sacked in eight months. But what the difference between there and now is Shakespeare stayed. You know, yes. Ranieri had, you know, and every manager has one or two or maybe even three or four members of staff that they always like to come with them. It's always, it's almost guaranteed that it's in their contract that they're allowed to bring that change and positions and they do it, 
you know, so, so, some people are like going from jobs purely on the basis that they want to bring the mates, as they say, don't they? Yeah. Uh, and normally that situation, if it had just been, look, Sean Dyche went, look, you're right, I'm out with debt for the season, I can't do it this season. If you're wanting to keep Burnley up, I'm out of ideas, I think you need someone else. I, I'll step down. They normally turn around to the to the mates or the, the, the members of staff that have brought with them and say, no, 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 I've been sacked, not you. You stay here, stay a job, uh, you know, and then wait for me to maybe find employment elsewhere, you know, whether it be at Derby. I'm not saying now because they've obviously got no, that. I know, I know what you mean, what. though, yeah. But, but it, you do usually keep, like you say, yeah. the, the assistant on for some sort of continuity. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to leave. Yeah, I might be sad, yeah. but I don't want to leave Burnley completely yeah. or chip creek without a paddle. You stay on. Yeah. I'll find employment elsewhere, and then if I can get one, I'll, I'll I'll try and bring you across, and we can do it that way. Which way do you see this going, Brad? I don't. Know, I can. The weird thing is, I also agree with Steve about the the, the lifting mentality that the players have got because they haven't really got any instructions. No disrespect to the under twenty three manager and Ben Me. I'm sure they're great at the jobs they're given to do on the pitch and at the under-23s. But you just tell these players to go out there with a bit more freedom and express themselves a bit more, don't you? Yeah. As an assistant or a, or a manager, like a player manager, you just give them a bit more bloody freedom. And I think that mm. actually might work in Burnley's favour, especially if we do them a favour tomorrow night. I think that will avoid them a whole more. And I'm actually going for Burnley to win this game. Okay. Um... Dan, good evening. I know you've just come off a stream. Um, Rumour have it it was player revolt, revolt uh, most times, but not to lose the full backroom staff. Something not right. That said, one 0 Burnley. Now, for me, uh, like you, like you say, you know, they usually keep the the assistant manager, and they usually have that smooth takeover. Um, occasionally, they all go, depending on sort of the reason for the sacking. But like, like you say, you know, when Pearson went, Shakespeare stayed, and although Ranieri brought his a new assistant in, um, we still had Shakespeare there as well, and obviously we have that continuity. Thing with Burnley is at Burnley, and I am. That is going to be a cauldron of fire. And I was speaking to Dan. He, he did the review with me last week, last night. And we talked about Dyche leaving and everything, obviously. And I just think that Alan Pace is it. I think, Kurt Dan, your new chairman, I don't think he'll turn up. I don't think he'll have the bottle to turn up. Because he's going to have however many Turf more holds going absolutely mad at him if he does. Um, I'd love to see... Sean Dyche, you know, like when um, when and Brian, well, it was different because Brian Clough resigned from Derby, but he turned up at the next game, didn't he, to watch it? I'd love to see Sean Dyche do that. Um, I don't think he will, but I think it is going to be a cold. You know, it's finished Liverpool 4, Man United 0. Um, yeah. I don't, I've got, I've, I've got to go for a Burnley win as well. I really think. The, the fans are going to, if the fans don't do what they did on that last protest that I remember when they uh, they were disgusted with the board, so they all paid to go into the match, they stood there and they turned their back on the game for half an hour. And I'm like, why did you just go in and pay that then if you're not going to watch the game? That was a weird one, Burnley fans. But yeah, I think it's going to be a real, a real cauldron. And I think this is the one where whatever we do against Evan, I think Burnley will. Um, 
take this one and uh, and really show it. But like you say, you know, the players have been quiet. That's the thing. Normally you get some comment from the players, don't you? Saying like, oh, sorry to see him go. He taught me a lot and all that. We haven't had any, any sort of word. Or, or I've not seen anything anyway. And yeah, yeah that, that is a surprise. Um, so nobody's going for the draw there. Chelsea West Ham. Uh, London Derby, um, Steve, uh, West Ham in the uh, semis of the European um, uh, Cup, your uh, European Cup, um, Chelsea in the final of the FA Cup. Which way do you see this going? Um, it depends on which Chelsea turns up. Um, Chelsea on the day, they'll kill West Ham. Mm. But say, you know, Will West Ham's mind now be on more European games than league games? I think it might be. I think because um, they haven't been in that position before, they want to try and go as far as they can yeah. and uh, go even better. Um, it's, it, it's Chelsea all over. If Chelsea are in the right mood, they'll score three or four. They'll play. If not, they'll lose. It's just black or white with Chelsea at the moment. There's no grey mm. area. So it all depends on Chelsea's mindset and how much they want to win it. But I still see it. tight game. So I'm going to go for a draw. I'm going to go for a draw on this one. Not a problem. Um, Brad, um, Chelsea are um, in a form table. I can't find their second in the form table at the moment. They've lost one in six. Um, and West Ham, um, we know that they obviously uh, uh, managed the draw against Burnley. Um, which way do you see this one? Well, I also agree with Steve on the, the case. Chelsea can depend on which one. Don't start disagreeing with Steve. We haven't got time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I agree, West Ham this season are doing brilliantly, in my head, in terms of not just their league position, but they're doing well in the in in the Europa League. You know, like mm. Leicester, you know, they're, they're in there trying to get to a final now of a competition. And probably also like Leicester, despite their position being more closer to that Champions League spot, they will probably favour putting their baskets in winning their semi-final over two legs and, and, and being in the European final. And You've just made that saying up, haven't you? You meant to say put all the eggs in one basket, but yeah, we'll put all our baskets in. That's yeah, what you yeah, want no, to do. I don't think it works. I, I just spoke too quickly. But no, I think early in the season, I would have gone with West Ham winning, especially the form they're in and Chelsea are in. I think they've got more one eye on Europe. I think they wouldn't mind being the team that finishes fifth or six and then steals Europe as a spot in the Champions League. I, I can see them trying to get in that way. They'll have why on that. Cause they, they, they must feel like their favourites to win that competition, especially with Barcelona not in it yeah. now. So yeah. I'm going to say that Chelsea will win this game. They'll, they'll beat West Ham. Right. Well, I'm... West Ham are very much in a Leicester's position, aren't they, really? You know... Yeah. Do, do they do they go on and win the Europa Cup? And it would be great for them. And I wish them all the best in that. 
Uh, and just if anybody's interested, by the way, Thursday night at nine o'clock, I do have a European semi-final review. And there'll be myself, uh, a Manchester City fan, Ray, uh, a Liverpool fan, Stephen, and a West Ham fan, Rob, all talking about um, being in the semi-finals, which speaks good for English football, the fact that we are we have got yeah. all, still got four teams in there. But West Ham haven't won away in five games. In five games, they, they've, they've drawn one and they've lost four. So their away form is letting them down at the moment, uh, where with Chelsea at home, drawn, drawn, one, one, lost. So it's a bit, a bit of a mix here. Uh, I've, I'm going to go for a draw. I've got to agree with you, Steve. Um, as, you know, Chelsea blow hot and cold, don't they? You never know which Chelsea is going to turn up. So I'm going to go for a draw on that one. Um, Merseyside Derby. <laughs> I mean, literally, we've just seen, and thank God Liverpool have won. Brad's got a point this week. <laughs> I've, I've doubled mine. Oh, he's doing the dance. He's doing the dance. Um, it, I mean, Everton are going to get stuffed. It's at Anfield, aren't they, Steve? Oh, certainly. After watching Liverpool tonight, especially the first half, the, the football and the movement they're playing. Um, second turn on this year, you know, Man City are up there, but they're not playing half as well as what Liverpool are playing. Um, so they're in cruise control. They're in, it's everything that they want to do is in Liverpool hands. Whoever they come up against, it's Liverpool's to lose. But I can mm. see them. I can see them smashing Everton. Yeah. I'm going to agree with you again, yet again, Steve. Um, don't know what that says, but uh, I agree 100%. Everton, you might as well just sort of stay at home and just hand them the three points. You're not going to disagree with that, are you, Brad? No. 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 <laughs> no. It's so underwhelming. I mean, at, at least this local derby has been very one-sided for a, quite a long time. So there's no, there's no, there's no sort of sadness as a neutral to the competitive edge that's been lost because it's never really been there to, to, to be lost. So, yeah, Liverpool, mate, it's, this is... I don't care what happens in our game. Everton ain't winning against Liverpool. No, no, no matter what the score is against us on, on the midweek. No, the lot. And this is turning slowly into uh, Nippon's cooking channel. Um, but if you just wonder who has eaten all the pies, um, I think it could well be, well be Dan. Um and, and and apparently he he is he is ready to pop. <laughs> I don't don't know, I think that's a good thing knowing you, Brad. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dan. Sorry, um, Dan. Oh, Dan, you're a gentleman, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just to keep your pension. Well, see, like, like, good to see the good to see the son trying to earn his will money, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Dan, hey, seriously, Dan, you're in the same boat as me. You should not be doing that, young man. But I do appreciate it. Um, and Scott said, "Sod it, no. Everton win just to be different." Yes, you can clip it. Scott is saying that Everton seriously are going to beat. Man, uh, Liverpool at Anfield. Uh, I've just screenshotted it, so we've got it. All in the group. Don't you worry, Scott. It has been done at your request. Serious, man. You cannot be serious. (laughs) Yeah, back it goes back. Yeah, it it had it had to come for you, Scott. And as it says in the uh, when the Harry Met Sally film, whatever you're drinking, I've got to get some of that. I'll tell you. Um, last two games then, um, 
The first one is probably not going to be as exciting as the second one. Palace versus Leeds. Um, if we look at this, um, Palace in 13th, Leeds in 16th. Again, I both think both of them are probably safe. Uh, well, Leeds, Palace definitely are. Uh, we beat Palace recently. We beat Leeds as well. Uh, but Palace beat, beat Arsenal. Um, well, gave them quite a stuff in 3-0. And they drew with Man City as well. And they beat Wolves. Um, they've got some good results. And I've got to be honest with you, I didn't think they'd be doing this well under Vieira, but all credit to him. Uh, for me, I'm, I've, I can't see Leeds getting anything from this. Uh, and they have had a bit of a, a change around in form. But, you know, they, they beat Watford, but then they should be able to. But they did get that win against Wolves. I'm going to go for a, a Palace win all, all day here, um, Steve. Which way do you see it going? I think uh, Palace got burnt in the semi. I think um, the morale is going to be, oh, we don't care about the next game because they're going to be sulking that they lost. I think this is the right time to play for uh, Leeds. Um, right. I think, you know, they're going to be deflated because they were up and they were up at such a high level that they thought, yeah, we're going to get to a final and they're doing well in the league. But mm -hmm. I think it's just took a bit out of them for this for, the net, for their next match, which I think um, drops into Leeds' favours. So I think Leeds, Leeds the way they are, will take the game to and make it hard. So I'm going to go for Leeds on this one. Yeah, for Leeds, right. Um, all we need is for Brad to sit on the fence and I think we've got our first one, a complete split. Which way are you going? Well, as 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 a genie once said to Aladdin, your wish is my command, mate, because this is your true nothing to play for tie. There was a time when I was, uh, you know, I was hoping this game would come down to having to swallow up some sick in my throat and curse a Palace win, but I actually don't like these either of these teams. Uh, as you've seen in the group chat I had with Rich, who's the exception to it comes to Palace fans, but. My thoughts on his club, eh, probably the same as Leeds. Dirty Leeds, it was a, it was something that's drilled into me. I didn't really like them. So, can we have a nil-nil draw and just get this over and done with <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do for you. I'll, I'll, yeah, have a word with, you, mate. I'll have a word with them and just see what I can do for you. Um, I, I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I see it the other way. I see Palace being annoyed at losing to, 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 to Chelsea in the semi-finals point to prove and I think they'll, they'll, they'll come out but uh, it will be interesting to see and the final game which we are probably going to be relieved about um, and I'm pleased we got this this far without any more disagreements but um, it is uh, Man United versus Chelsea I mean I think we've all had it on in the background we've seen the match tonight Man United and no, no disrespect and no banter they are a disgrace. With the players that they have got, they should be challenging for the top. You know, there's no... You can't say that they've got bad players. They've got some good players in there. Ronaldo's been carrying that team since... Probably since before Oli left, you know, if we're honest. Um, and I say total, total um, respect to him and, 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 and wishes go and sympathies out to him. But... They're going to get stuffed by Chelsea, aren't they, Steve? 
Yeah, you you look at the body language tonight. You know, um, the first half that I watched, and uh, I think they they picked up on. I think it was Neville. They're walking. They're walking. There's no urgency. There's no. You know, they're on the big wages. They don't care. They just want to see this season gone. And I think they're going to carry that on for the, the next few games. They're not playing as a team. You can't see uh, what tactics they're trying to do. Um, and when it's not going right for them, you know, they're like little crybabies and they all, you know, start up and disappear into the shelves. I think Pogba went off injured in the first half. Was he injured or... As the yeah. booing got to him, it was very early, wasn't as it? It was after about five yeah. minutes or something. Yeah, <laughs> as he's throwing the towel in, but you know, a lot of players look like they've thrown the towel in. They just want the season over with. So, yeah, I'm going to go for you know Chelsea win. Yeah, um, Brad. Uh, I'm just going to quickly say that I'm going to have to head off after I give this prediction. So, yeah. Steve, lovely as always to talk to you, uh, yeah. buddy. Um, but I actually think this is going to be a draw. I think Chelsea will probably feel a lot more secure in the Champions League space come results after before this game. Manchester United will want to give some response uh, in some way uh, to to um, you know to Ronaldo. I guess you could say they yeah. could do it. Try and sentimentally try and win this game uh, for that reason. Uh, and I think Chelsea will put the feet up and run the beat. So I, I am going to go for a, a draw. Uh, right. And, no, and with yeah. that, I am going to say thanks very much for having us on. It's a joy as always, gentlemen. Yeah, but right. I'm going to go quickly. I will, speak, I will uh, speak to you in about 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, see you then. See you, Steve. See you, uh, Brad's off to do his podcast. Uh, if you check the links below, guys, you'll see there's a link for that uh, in the uh, in the chat. Uh, it isn't live, but um, check it out tomorrow. You should be up live about uh, one eleven o'clock in the morning. I'm with you, Steve. Again, um, I think Chelsea. I just can't see Man United for whatever reason. <laughs> Even turning up, you know, I just, I just can't. But, uh, but there we go. Um, Fulham back up, Steve. Uh, Marco Silva is the manager. He's had the experience with Watford and Everton and another team. I can't think who it is at the moment in the Premier League. Uh, very quickly, and then I'll let you go. Do you think they're going to make a, a fist of it this time, or do you think it's up and down again? I think it's up and down again. To be honest. Mm. Um... They're going to try and play like they have in the championship. Didn't do the, didn't do them any good last time they were up. Yeah, can't see them spare. You know, changing the team that much. So I think they're they're going to find it hard. Yeah, and I think they'll go back down. Yeah, Steve, thank you very much. I know we had a bit of trouble at the start, but thank God you got your new phone. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> and my technical, my technical manager, my daughter, she does all this stuff for me. Yes. I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have a clue how to set it up. Well, I tell you what. The funny thing is, we we did the Everton preview earlier. We were supposed to have an uh, Elton Wellsby. I don't know if you remember Elton Wellsby, um, off off ITV. And he was having the same problem. He just could not get. In fact, it's his turn. It was his phone. He couldn't get his phone to log in. So uh, this is the reason we have ch uh, children and grandchildren, isn't it? Just so that they can come along. 
You need to press that button, Grandad. Do I? Oh, <laughs> thank you. Of course, I was just testing. But uh, Steve, uh, thanks as always for giving up your time and coming on. Uh, we yep. really do appreciate it so much. Love it. And Love it. Uh, good luck. And uh, I will see you uh, in a week's time. Will do, mate. Take care. Yeah. Have a good weekend, Take everybody. Care. See you later. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks to Steve there. Always a pleasure for, and always great to have him on and really do appreciate him giving up his time. Um, thanks to Brad as well. Thanks to Scott and everybody else in the chat. Uh, Dan, um, Rene, uh, Miss Molina, who was in earlier. Um, I don't say Rene. And if you are listening to this, thank you very much for listening as well on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that may be. We are on it. We're certainly on all the main ones at Leicester Till I Die. And we uh, thank you for watching. Um, please like the uh, show if you haven't as yet. Um, please also share if you are able to do that. And please also, if you can, please um, uh, subscribe if you've not already. I will see you um, tomorrow night for the match review with Scott. Uh, uh, the post-match review. We might even have Elton on for that. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if he can get his phone working. Thanks very much. I'm off to join uh, Dan and uh, Dan and Brad on the podcast, and I will see you tomorrow night. Come on, you foxes! Thanks for watching Leicester till I die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.